What is up, you guys? Happy Monday. This is another episode of Big Stick Energy coming at you live on the Out of Collective Podcast Network. My name is Tori Anderson. You can find me at Tori A. Alina on Instagram, and you can find my co-host, Renee McCurdy, at Renee McCurds on Instagram. We're two of the five uh, co-founders of the Womb Tang brand, and we are super stoked to be part of the Out of Collective team. I'm going to keep this intro short and sassy because we have a killer part two to the Nahani McKay uh, episode for you today. Today, we are diving into some piping hot tea about industry drama. We're talking about stolen artwork uh, that ski companies have taken from Indigenous artists. We are talking about photos posted without permission because paying creators is extremely important and also unfavorable ski resorts that have some things they need to make up for. And Renee and I can talk about them now because we're no longer with them. And this is an interesting conversation to have. So this one is a doozy. You guys already listened to Nahani McKay's part one. If you haven't, please go back and listen to it. This is an amazing series to listen to. Um, super stoked to get into it today with her. Uh, if you feel so graciously inclined, I feel like everybody's sick of me asking at this point, but hey, gotta make the world go around. Um, if you feel up to it, we would love to hear a review uh, on whatever platform you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, directly off the website. Let us know what you think. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed, but we also got some intro and outro music. Ooh, maybe let us know what you think about that. Because, yeah, it's our first time trying it, and we'd love to hear your feedback. All right. Before we get into it today, we're just going to rip through a couple of ads, and then we'll get into part two of Spilling the Tea with Nahani McKay. I don't know about you guys, but I have officially hung up my ski boots, and I am getting stoked on summer activities. Um, that means that I am getting online and doing some research on potential routes that I want to try and accomplish, especially while traveling into the States this summer. And I'm super stoked that we are partnered with OnX. Uh, OnX Backcountry is a guidebook in your pocket that is super intuitive and easy to use. It's a downloadable app and you can also access it via their website. Um, it has over 10,000 existing guide quality routes with descriptions and photos and the premium subscription for only $29 a year gives you access to offline GPS that allows you to save maps and locate yourself in the terrain to make sure you're on route. Uh, you're able to slope shade, route plan, place waypoints, and view the landscape in 3D, topo, satellite, or hybrid base maps. It's kind of like your one-stop shop for everything that you need for backcountry safety and navigation. You can use a discount code out of bounds for 20% off their premium subscription via their website, www.onxmaps.com. Unfortunately, it is only available in the United States so far. So anyone listening from the United States, jump on it. I'm so sorry to our Canadian friends, but if you have some trips planned in the United States um, this summer, you can also get a lot of really awesome uh, options on their app. So I still recommend checking it out. I am a self-branded stunt nugget, which means I am short, dense, and try to take hits but I'm almost 30, which means my body gets super sore and it's great to have something like a CBD topical ointment in my artillery to combat those days when I'm feeling a little creaky. 
That's why I'm stoked we're partnering with Swatch Hemp. Uh, it's a full spectrum CBD. There's multiple forms, including tincture, salve, soft gels, and even olive oils. You can dab a little bit when you're cooking. Uh, support a Colorado brand offering some of the best CBD products available. Make sure that you use promo code out of bounds to save 50% off of your purchase. Definitely go hit it up so you can stay moving this summer. A lot of these things can influence the way you do your art and give you that like fire behind your your art um, but we haven't really talked about what kind of art you do or yeah and you did mention going to Venice like maybe we could just like quickly Ooh. chat about your own work and where that's taking you and um yeah sure so I'm <laughs> just pulling up my bio here because I'm like what did what's my artist statement <laughs> um yeah so I do a photography, um, so I'm essentially a photographer, but I'm trying to do it in different formats now. Um, I, I do it about the human impact on the environment surrounding national parks in Canada and how it's a colonial structure. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to bring awareness to uh, the effect that tourism has on wildlife. And I'm kind of diving in more to the decolonization of land. So my work's conceptual art. Um, I do, I do a lot of tax. I do it with a lot of taxidermy. Like I love, <laughs> like it, it's just the only um, way I can say it. So like I have a wolf pelt I dragged out to, to Jack Lake and took a photo of it because Parks Canada shot a wolf in 2016 in the two Jack Lake campground. Um so and then I made a sculpture of skulls like a bear skull a cougar skull and an elk skull and I made a sculpture on it on hole eight on the Banff Fairmont golf course because the Fairmont golf course is a wildlife corridor and you can find a lot of my work at my website nahanimckay.com and yeah this it's just like I love conceptual photography I am not a landscape photographer um sometimes I am depend, depending who's buying and who's asking <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and that's just what I do and going to Venice and I was invited to the Venice Biennale to exhibit in Palazzo Mora with the European Cultural Center and to exhibit my work um Hole 8 which is the one about the Band Springs golf course and how it's one of the two wildlife corridors there's two wildlife corridors one's a campground and one's a golf course I just want to say that like as you're telling me about using taxidermy in these places and your sculptures and everything, my brain went back to like rhetorical analysis and it was just like, holy fuck, that's a powerful message. It's like, like you said, it's like you said you really want to embody um, and respect like the animals that have existed in these spaces long before colonizers and long before we decided that it was our space. Um, and I think that, yeah, that that's, I love the the creativity and the expression and how you've harnessed that like that feeling and that anger into something that is so like interpretive and meaningful. I yeah, I'm gonna go like stalk your website after this. Yes, oh, <laughs> um, I'm honestly doing it like right now. Yeah. Like, I've, looked at, I've looked at your website before and and your photos and whatnot, but now you're talking about it. I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna peek it again. <laughs> Yeah, but that's pretty cool. You went to Venice. That's a really long ways away, completely different world. Um, they don't really have yeah. some <clears throat> mountains there. And I don't know. 
No, that's kind of like what I loved about it. I mean, like I went to Venice, I was invited um, to go there to exhibit my work, which was stupid expensive. And <laughs> if I'm going to say I'm going to do that again, I'll probably, probably not. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Take this out. Um, but um, yeah, and it was interesting. I'll just talk about this because it's on my mind. But it was interesting being there. I uh, Before I left for Rome, I was obviously listening to CBC about um, how Indigenous leaders were meeting the Pope. So it was this mixed emotion that I went when I went to Rome. It was just like, I'm being celebrated in Italy for my work um, while these leaders are making change, like extreme um, progress with the Catholic Church. And it's it was hard. It was just like, it wasn't hard. It was, it was just something to think about while I was there. And it was something that was always on my mind. And I always feel like I should be doing more and, or acknowledging that or acknowledging something. Um, and I think I have like a lot of this guilt of like being in Italy um, during this time and being celebrated, but it was, it was just nice to be there and it was nice. And I was just focusing on myself and my work and um, just trying to, get my message across of like what I'm doing with Banff and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say with this. I think I just feel like I need to acknowledge it just for myself. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, it's fair. Cause you, you have that on your mind, but I also just want to say what you can communicate through your art. And like you're saying that effective tourism on wildlife, colonialism, like, art has a way of communicating these things without words. Um, and I know Tori has like her marketing way of explaining that shit, but I think that still like being there and showing your art to people who have pro maybe like no concept of what mountain culture is or a different concept of what mountain culture is, you are still in a way able to educate people about what it means to you and why it's important indirectly. And I think that's also really important to be able to showcase your art on that scale to a completely different type of person mm -hmm. and then take that home with you and be able to still grow as an artist because that's just one more way where you're going to be able to get your message out is through what you can create. And I think that is really special and something that like I, I'm not the most artistic or creative person. I mean, I am in like you're not my own ways, but like yeah, Corey can attest to it. Like wow. I have like a math and sciencey type brain. I can explain <laughs> to my patients what is going on and why, and but like don't ask me to draw you a picture; it'll look really bad. <laughs> like just for perspective and. Tori could tell you how bad I am at taking photos. Oh, my God. I was going to say, 90% of the time, she misses the shot. But we've done some training, what? and she's improved a lot. You guys are influencers. Great. I know. Well, she's I get photos subject. taken of me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, anyway. yeah, we, we've worked on it. She's 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 evolved as a creative. And it was it was funny. She was, like, putting together, like, a like a carousel like information deck and I was like she was like look what I did I was like great job it's like definitely better than the normal but I'm going to redo it <laughs> yeah. we love Renee different brains different anyway brains. my point color. my point is 
But, what are we talking about? But <laughs> yeah, I wanted to offer you affirmation that you are still doing oh. something, even if it doesn't feel like it all the time. Because yeah. art is just such a cool way to communicate a lot of these things. And just the fact that you're able to recognize like, okay, but there's also this other thing going on with the Pope and and meeting these these leaders. And that's also really heavy. So you're able to still like acknowledge that while benefiting yourself and your art and something that's going to help you in the long run to get that out there. I also wanted to say that as an individual, you still deserve to feel, uh, to be celebrated for who you are and what you do too. Like it's okay to to have those moments where you do feel celebrated and being part of like a, you know, an, an othered group, like we talked about previously, that identity spread and feeling like should be doing more difficult to celebrate myself in this moment, but you as an individual are also valid and you deserve to feel safe and celebrated and to, yeah, all of those things, which is hard Aww. to keep in mind. Thanks guys. Oh, so, so kind. <laughs> this is you just know. a group therapy, you know, big stick yeah, energy. I, I mean, yeah. Oh, little, a virtual hug, if you will. I think we just give you a taste of like how Renee and I talk to each other. It's like, we'll call each other in a meltdown and it's like, okay, do you need the bad bitch pep talk? Let's go. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there's that. And then there's like <laughs> me being like, you're an adult. Get with it. <laughs> Which yeah. And I'm like, I'm just out here surviving, not thriving, but I'm working on it. Thank you for the feedback. <laughs> God. Anyway. Oh, art. So good. Art. Art. And there's also just like a lot of things we could dive into here. Well, I think because art and ski industry is mm. really like an interesting dichotomy. It's like whether you're looking at like art as in paintings versus photography, it all kind of falls under that creator, creative type of person. And I, there's a lot of not like proper appreciation for these types and not adequate like people just like don't get recognized and paid as they should and just segue should i I am segueing some skis skis. well yeah i mean Folsom or there's other places too There's other places too. But anyway, um, segue profiting <laughs> off of other people's work without that was a really good segue. That was like not at all like um no, I know I I know why I'm on this podcast isn't for the my art. It's <laughs> I can dive into it. Okay. Okay, but also yes, it is about your art and art in general. And it's you as a human being and the things that you do and the things that you talk about and just how you exist and do the stuff and the the, the things that you did around Folsom as well were so highlighting and yeah, ties into, I feel like, yeah, broader human being purpose and attributes, but oh, pulled it up on the screen. I don't think people hearing this can see it, but 
Boom, boom, boom. I have the screenshot of the deleted cultural skis. They deleted the whole section after this interaction? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ouch. I'll tell you what happened. Should I tell them what happened? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to tell the story. We're going to tell the story. Hear it. You heard it here first. Okay. So... Let's start with I wanted I wanted custom top sheets. Um, so there's this movie called Joe Buffalo, and it's about Joe Buffalo, who's a skateboarder in Vancouver, and he got his status card on a skateboard. I wanted my own skis, so I needed to look up top sheets and like custom top sheets and people who can make it for me. So of course I come the first the first website that comes up is Folsom Skis, and I go down into their website and they have a cultural section, and I will pull it up here, and one of their skis has. A Hudson's Bay blanket, um, something called Powder Tower, which looks like a totem pole, um, and one called the Dreamcatcher, and one with a headdress on it. Like it, it was, just, it's very like, all right, like you know, like you're just kind of like, this is this is sketchy. So of course I took to Instagram, like we all do, and I commented on each ski they posted of one of these, and I was like, is the artist indigenous? Because I don't want to assume. Um, they could be indigenous and I, I know like posting this, I was just, and then I, on their Hudson's Bay one, I was like, why a Hudson's Bay blanket? Cause it was called the Hudson's Bay blanket. So it's like, clearly this is a Hudson's Bay blanket. And, um, actually before I continue, I just want to say Folsom did apologize. They know they messed up. Um, they're doing better. And, um, and I don't think they deserve to be canceled at all. I don't even think that should be a term anymore, but here we are. Um, so I'll, I'll just continue saying that, but, and then I, so, and then they didn't answer me on any of my comments and I'm, and then, so I reposted to my story, tagged them and was like, what is this? And then I got a DM saying, hi, Nahani, thanks for your interest in Folsom. Rather than cyberbullying us by sharing our posts in a negative light, we'd encourage you to reach out to us directly. If you have any questions on our graphics or the artists that created them, please do so at info no info at folsomskis.com and we'd be happy to have that conversation with you offline slash in private we are believers in the golden rule quote treat others as the way and treat others as you would like others to treat you unquote i'm sure you wouldn't want us sharing your posts in a negative way so please don't hesitate to hit us up directly if you like to chat um so yeah dm i was cyberbullying them apparently and so I deleted my story because I'm like, I could be wrong. Like I could look like an idiot and the artist could be indigenous and whatever, but I took them up on their email or I took them up on their offer to email because I was just like, yeah, like I'm going to email you. Like there's no way I'm not emailing you. Um, so I just kind of emailed them being like, Hey, I noticed it's artist indigenous. I noticed that like some of these graphics were like, you know, had like, headdresses on them and arrows and dream catchers and it was just like um and I don't understand why the Hudson's Bay blanket is on there as well like it's so like anyway I just like kind of emailed them saying that in a synopsis and then they replied with um to your question as the artist indigenous we at Folsom Skis do not require clients to prove their ethnicity to have art created for them, um, which itself is gaslighting. And I can't like, I <laughs> and then um, 
They said the Hudson's Bay blanket graphic was also created internally by a staff member from the upstate New York area. And on a quick Google search, it does not appear to have much to do with indigenous people. Excuse um, me, what? I know. So that email itself was kind of like, all right. And then I replied to them. Um, and then I just like replied to them being like, this is the difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation. This is what you should do. This is the history behind the Hudson's Bay blanket. I sent them links. I was just like, no, no, no. Like this isn't like, okay. Um, and then they blocked me on Instagram. And that was the T, <laughs> but yeah, it kind of blew up from that. I don't know if I even said it right. I don't know. Did I explain uh, that well? Yeah. I Should mean, I that's, that's a summary of what happened. Like what, how did we get to like the deleting the section? Like, did they ever communicate with you again after blocking you? And like, no, I waited a bit. Um, Cause uh, you know, like the second you get something like that, you kind of just want to put them on blast and you're like, these people are awful. And then I kind of, they didn't delete the cultural section. They just blocked me. They just silenced me. And then I, yeah. And then I waited a week and then I, I was just like so angry, so hurt, so upset. And I had to go through and I was like, I want to post this on my Instagram um, because they wouldn't listen to me. And I sent them an email. I sent them a very respectful email and yeah. And then what happened? And then I waited a couple of weeks because I had to go through all the brands I represent to say, ask, say like, this is my plan. This is what happened. This is like, this is what I want to do. Like, will you like, it, what happens if I do this? And they were all like, we, we, we respect you. We, we support you. Um, do ever, if you find this, if you find this, like the way that you need to get this out there, then like do it. Um, and you won't like, you don't have to worry about us anyway. And I was like, okay. So I put it on Instagram and it low key went viral. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of, a lot of comments. But sometimes that's what, you need for people to actually notice it or realize why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, as they said, like they, they created this Hudson Bay blanket. Called it the Hudson Bay blanket. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, like it was just made by one of our staff members, but they can't tell you if that staff member, like what their, what their relationship is with a Hudson Bay blanket or if they just thought that the colors looked cool together or what, because I mean, there's a lot of Google searches you can do about Hudson Bay blanket to look it up. <laughs> you know, it's not I that know. hard. And yeah. And it blew up and then it, yeah. And this is like why I'm the one to talk about cultural appropriation versus appreciation in the ski industry. I'm Métis. I'm part of the ski industry. I have an education in fine art. I've taken numerous classes on cultural appropriation. This is why I felt like it was my, it was a space for me to say it. Um, and then obviously I get like some people who are like on Instagram, like calling me out being like, well, why can't I buy a pinata? Are you going to tell me a pinata is cultural appropriation? I'm like, sir, I haven't had, a, I haven't seen a pinata since I was six. I am the last person to, 
to get to give you advice on this fucking pinata that you want to buy. And then he's and then someone someone commented after that being like, when was the last time you ever bought a pinata? And he's like, I go to parties, man. And I'm like, so you're 12. Like, <laughs> yeah, you go to children's parties. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a 12 year old is coming after me. Yeah. And it's just and then I also got like some people being like a white woman being like, just, I don't know a white savior blah 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 and i'm like i'm indigenous and they're like so am i and i was just like okay like i don't know what to do um anyway everything was just a bit much and cultural appropriation ski industry is a huge problem and it's still happening and it's everywhere yeah totally appropriation (laughs) appropriation versus appreciation is just also something that I don't know if maybe we could just define it a little bit better for people since I I think like you are you obviously have done lots of research on this so just make it crystal clear for anyone that's listening like what is the difference (laughs) okay appropriation and appreciation because there is one and it is important (laughs) appropriation is when you a non-indigenous artist makes an artwork in this case a ski graphic that uses images ideas knowledge and symbols from the indigenous community these are sacred symbols that have been used for centuries by their ancestors this is problematic because you are you are profiting off of someone else's culture appreciation a non-indigenous client or ski manufacturer is looking for a certain artwork for their skis and reaches out to indigenous artists to make the graphic for them the artist who creates with inspiration and knowledge from their cultural background then works in collaboration with the client. The client gives the artist credit and compensation. This is called being an ally. So say, okay, so like, for example, say, say I wanted this totem pole on my skis or whatever. I don't like, I would reach out to a artist who creates this work um, with their art practice and I would be like, I will give you money. Um, I will, I would like, if you have a good meaning behind it, if you're from this nation, of course, like, please make the ski for you. Um, but if it's like, if it's like, say I was like non-indigenous and I like, yeah, anyway, I would just be like, I'm going to draw a totem pole on these skis. I don't know what it means, but here they are. Anyway, that's kind of like what Folsom did. And that's not the only ski brand that has done such artwork as well. Like, I think that's important to know. And whether it's the name of something or the art on something, it's it's not just this brand. It happens other places too. No, like I have examples here. Like um, the Kai, the 2004 Fronts Kai 95. Um, I can't find anything on the artist um the whole kai line was like that which i wonder i wonder if like actually like kai peterson would know like the design for that i don't know yeah see like i can't this is why i like didn't want to say anything in the first place for Folsom is because i can't speak to it like i don't know this yeah i can't find it but also that's like a problem because i can't find anything behind the artwork of it um jay skis 2015 the native ski the only thing i can find a um, the only thing I can find is inspired by a simpler time, quote, native, unquote, ski graphic was hand drawn by my friend, Frank. That's, that's it. That's all I can find. And I'm like, I don't know what 
that means. Yeah. Could ask Jay, who's Frank? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, who's Frank? I already asked him. He didn't right. answer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. So it's like, and that was 2015. And yeah, it's just, and it still happens. And like, where'd Tori go? <laughs> uh, her videos just turned off. Sorry, so I have to be. So I just like transferred you to my headphones and then left because I've had like two coffees and like water. So I'm back. My yeah. bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, yeah. So that's kind of like the whole story behind it. And then they apologize. They like email. Like I, I was just like, clearly the CEO doesn't know about this because why would you, why as a brand would you reply to someone like that? Um, and then the CEO messaged me being like, we apologize. We're so embarrassed. Um, let me yeah, know. Because then other me. people see it. Right. And then that's when it blows yeah. up and they're like, Oh wait, this isn't just one person complaining about it. Cause they have nothing else better to do. This is actually yeah. a problem, which is, I think kind of what happened with the whole Jay skis thing too, is it started out just one person voicing their opinion like regardless of what the opinion is, if it's just one person, you can kind of blow it off and be like, oh, well, you know, like they don't understand this brand. And when multiple people are like, no, actually, like this isn't the vibe. <laughs> it's not a vibe. And like now that the vibe has been pointed out to me, I don't like it. <laughs> then yeah. it becomes a, a problem that actually needs to be addressed. And I mean, whether the brand does that appropriately or not is up to them. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like they're coming around to it, and there's also still a lot of things that are getting sorted out in in regards to that too. Yeah, and I hope that they they are looking for indigenous artists to make their new line um, or make a ski for them or whatever. And I I hope they do find someone who can make a really cool ski graphic because like I'll buy it. Um, and yeah, it's just all about the reconciliation too, right? Like it's. Like um, indigenous culture or indigenous voices have been repressed for centuries and we're finally kind of getting our voice back. Like my friend and I were, I was talking, when I was talking about the whole, like, oh, they want me to be in this like film because I'm indigenous. Um, my friend and I were like, it's like a trend to be indigenous right now. Like I've never been asked about my background before until recently. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it is cool. Like I, I don't know. Like the art's so cool. Like I love ne Northwest Coast art, and it's on skis everywhere too. Like I don't know. It is. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And like you get it. Like obviously, like when I lived in Vancouver, Renee, like um, Vancouver, the city incorporated Indigenous art into the city itself. Like if you notice, like the manhole covers, um, some of the railings along the seawall, they all have Northwest Coast art. So it's just like, I love that subtleness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things on the coast that I'm like slowly starting to like, but there's also like weird culture here. Like you want to talk about mountain culture out here with Whistler? It's a fucking rat race. I, I'm just so not down with the competitiveness of it and how it just seems so like every man out for themselves and like have to get to this place before you get there because I want that fresh pal for myself and there's not enough for everybody. And I just don't 
vibe with that at all. <laughs> uh, I skied Whistler for five seasons. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I guess you went you went to school out here, so you've kind of <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's family also has a place in Whistler. Oh yeah, but then I yeah. go to I go up to Grouse, which is just one of the little mountains mm-hmm. in Vancouver. Yeah, and I just find the vibe so much more wholesome. Like there's all oh, these so kids lovely. learning how to ski, and you see folks who have just like whatever gear they can find. They're not wearing their full and like I'm gonna say this, and I I do it myself is like full matching Euro kits, and like straight up, I have a matching kit, and I love it, but. But, you know, like people where you see they're wearing Arcteryx, they're wearing Peak Performance, they're wearing Patagonia, like, you know, their outerwear kit is like over a thousand dollars alone. They have all the nicest stuff and they just look the part. And you go up to these little hills where it costs way less money to ski. Like you can actually get a season's pass for 400 bucks. And yeah, it's just like such a different vibe. Like people just have whatever gear they have. They're wearing like not even necessarily waterproof stuff even though it's raining because maybe they don't have it and yeah you see just so much diversity and all these families and it's a complete 180 considering Whistler is only an hour and a half from there yeah anyway that's my little (laughs) three hours if you count the traffic oh my god don't even start with me (laughs) Are you live in North Van? I do. That's, I would never, I, the traffic is so insane there, but. I do, it's so much better than being in Van, but I, I got to work here for another couple of years, then I can go wherever I want. Oh, cool. But anyway, speaking of skis and top sheets, uh, word on the street is that you are in fact designing a top sheet. <laughs> I'm designing a top sheet. I'm designing a top sheet for Coalition. Um, I'm really stoked. I'm doing it with Teeny Botanist, who I've collaborated in the past with. Um, and we were asked, so Coalition Snow is one of the, is a company I ski for. Um, I'm their ambassador and they're so sick. Like Jen is amazing. Great CEO. I listened to her Out of Bounds podcast uh, with Adam the other day and it was just so funny. And yeah, it's just, it's definitely a company I can get behind. Um, I won their Indigenous Backcountry Scholarship, which is, uh, they chose five Indigenous skiers and gave them gear and $1,000 to elevate their avalanche safety. Um, and I was lucky enough to be one of the recipients. And then the more I got to know uh, the people who were in this Indigenous Backcountry Scholarship and the more I got to know Coalition itself, the I, I, I like asked them. I've never asked to be an ambassador before because I, I was just like, who wants to be an ambassador? But I did. I was just like, yep, I want to be an ambassador for Coalition. And I got, yeah, and then they said yes. And I'm, I love it. And they asked me, and after the whole Folsom ski thing, they were like, we want you to do a top sheet. I was like, I am very down. They're like, we love this one with like, the woman in the background of the mountains because that's like what coalition's vibe is it's very it's very femme um it's a it's a women's company um they also sell i just found this out they also sell um <laughs> apres delight have you heard of that no oh it's like it's like a it's an orgasm oil for um women and it's so funny <laughs> Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting no. that. 
I mean, no. I'm very delight. We're the opposite. No, I love this. Um, and it was just like so funny. I was just like, I was like, I love this brand. And they have like shirts saying shred the patriarchy, and they sent me two of them, and I'm like, I fucking love this brand. And uh yeah, so I'm doing a I'm doing a top sheet with teeny botanist for coalition snow. I'm allowed to say that, and that's all I'm allowed to say right now. <laughs> TV TBD to be revealed. TBR. TBR. Just making stuff up as I go. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. Um, unfortunately, I think we have to wrap it up because it is it is a Monday. So on this exodus, as we're as we're headed out here, um, now honey, do we didn't you even talk about the other one. What's the other one? Sunshine. Oh, sunshine. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, was like maybe that was like a maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. I'm down. Mario? I mean, okay, let's wrap it up and then I gotta get back to work. But let's go. I need to hear the tea. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I don't know. This is not a segue. This is like I want to talk about this fucking ski hill. Um on the topic of sharing things without people's consent. Here we go. <laughs> so I got a text from my mom two years ago and she's like, congratulations on getting your photo on Sunshine Village. I was like, pardon? And she's like, it's on Facebook. I go on Facebook and it is my photo on the Sunshine Village Ski Hill Facebook page. And then I was just like, what the hell? So I DM them and I was just like, did I, did I consent to this? Like, did I send you my photo? And they said, um, sorry, I got to pull it up again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. Okay. They basically told you, because I've read, I've read all of this. They basically <laughs> said, like, the too long didn't read was that because you have a public account and you hashtagged Banff or similar, that that yeah. gives them permission to repost. Yeah, since I hashtag Banff, they can repost their foot, my photo, and I said that's not correct. Um, that's on the Instagram laws. And then instead of like them being like, "Oh, sorry," I was just like, um, "They were just like, your images have been removed." After I called them, I've called, I called the marketing team, and I was just like, "I these need to go down. Like, this is my work. Like, you're not paying me. Like, I am not a content creator for you. Like, these need to come down." And it took forever for them to get on the phone I'm like who even runs your Instagram like who is doing this and then they were like oh a whole team runs our Instagram and I was like a whole team doesn't know the basic marketing skills for Instagram that's a that's a lie like I was so angry and they treated me like trash they're like um your image has been removed in the future if you don't want content shared we recommend setting your account to private and to avoid using hashtags like Banff um, that are monitored for user-generated content. We wish you luck in your career as a photographer and an artist. And then, yeah, and then it was just, like, awful. And then the most ironic thing is that I applied to be a content creator for Sunshine previously that year, and they didn't hire me because I wasn't their style. 
So it's just like, and that's fair. Like, honestly, like, I feel like brands have like this idea of like what they want, which is like crisp, clean images. I'm not, I like blurry shit. Like, I don't know. And then, yeah. And then that happened. I just feel like, I just feel like so disrespected whenever I'm a content creator in the ski industry, which has been for a while now. And then, and then just having beef with that, it was just, I don't know. It's just like, ski hills are also on stolen land as well like it's i don't know i have such problems with like stuff like that and then in april 16th 2019 they like had this post saying blue looks good on us congratulations to jason kenny and the united conservative party of canada and i was just like oh barf. and then it, it was just kind of like jason kenny is the reason why i don't even live in that province anymore so okay <laughs> Yeah, that's, true. that's like a thing that, that we don't have to dive into at all is politics but <laughs> um, um yeah, sorry I this feels like kind of like a clout i was just like we didn't talk about this so we just, like i don't know so you don't have to put this in. but i've had my own stuff with sunshine village and it's really hard with having a voice with some of this stuff because like we'll say something about a brand and then they're like oh we don't like you because you gave us this negative review on something and it's almost like you're like afraid to talk about something negatively because you don't know how it's going to impact you as an athlete or creator or whatever to have a negative review of something. And like, I personally have had multiple negative interactions with Sunshine Village and it's like a really weird place to be in, to have a public platform and to want to say these things that I've, I've experienced from the ski hills in Bath and just like feel so silenced about it because it could negatively impact me as an athlete and all of those little politic relationships that you have but like management at Sunshine has made me cry on more than one occasion <laughs> I have shed many tears for the dumbest stuff like wearing a backpack in a photo and they wouldn't post any photos of me because I was wearing a backpack and I was like, I have a gimbal cam, like a GoPro gimbal camera in my backpack. Like, where do you want me to put it? Like, I'm here <laughs> trying to get content for you. And you're upset I'm wearing a backpack because I have a gimbal camera in there to get content to post for your ski hill. And now you won't post any pictures of me because I'm wearing a backpack and you don't like that. Like, oh I don't God. understand. Yeah, the whole thing is just so. Yeah. I mean, like, I've got you know how not to run a brand. I would look at that. Yeah, I got completely scapegoated one time by Sunshine. And, like, I'm just having it out here now because I don't even live there anymore. And you owe them nothing anymore. Like, zero. I owe them nothing. None and... of us know I owe them anything. I don't even – I, like, used to buy a pass there every year, and now I don't. I owe them nothing, and they've just, like, treated me like absolute crap. And if, if I go home, they're not going to give me a discount pass anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> but <laughs> – I got completely scapegoated one time by, by them when I was out shooting with their photographer. And then he was like, oh, I got to go back to the office. And I was with my friend and, and we were like, yeah, for sure. That's fine. Like we weren't necessarily planning shooting photos today. So like, thank you so much for doing some laps with us. Like we're stoked, like have a good rest of your day. And then we see him two laps later skiing with his buddies, not at the office, like still out doing laps. And then I get a call on the phone from my team manager being like, you're not allowed to keep the photographer out. Like I got a call that 
the photographer was late getting back into the office because he's out skiing with you. And I was like, um, no, that's not what happened. He told me he was going to go back to the office. And then two hours later, I saw him still skiing with his buddies. Like, why is this my fault that I'm getting scapegoated for this? And that was one of the times that I cried because I was basically told that I can't use their resort photographers when I never, for one, never asked for the photographer to ski with me that day. They just met up and were like, yeah, let's take some photos. And two, he left and I was like, yeah, that's chill. Like you got a job to do. No problem. <laughs> you and have then, work. You understand. I like posted something about that, but never, and this was like a year later about just how I'd had this negative experience as like one of many negative experiences I've had with photographers or videographers in the industry. And I got a DM from Sunshine Village being oh. like, like, like they basically acknowledged that they knew exactly what the situation was. And I just replied to them and I was like, bro, like, it's funny how I did not mention your name with any of this. And I never have mentioned your name with any of this. And yet, you know, exactly the situation that I'm talking about. Like, how, how has this completely skipped your mind? And I'm the only person that got in trouble for this. The next photographer that worked there took a photo of me once and I wasn't even allowed to tag him in it because they didn't want Sunshine to know that they took a picture of me. And I was a fucking ambassador for the resorts and the photographer was too scared for me to tag him as the photographer in the photo. And it was a sick photo and I still posted it, but I couldn't tag a photographer. <laughs> I have the funniest story. So my aunt owned the Devil's Gap. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I have. But that's like my tea on, on Sunshine Village. And it really is too bad because I I don't feel like I ever did anything wrong. You did it. No, no, no. They just I, took I, it out on me because I was like Louise Skier or whatever reason they had. But I mean, yeah. I, I got shit on to my manager <laughs> fucking backpack skiing. Like We I need a whole episode for Renee to just to like complain about it. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly like I'm an adult now and I mean I just I broke my bike helmet the other day out biking and I was just like you know what I could probably get a pro deal on something if I wanted to and it would just be a few emails away but I want a helmet right now and I want to buy the color I want and I want to buy the one that fits me the best and the one that I think looks the cutest and is <laughs> like also a safe helmet. So I just went out to the store and I bought myself a helmet full price because I wanted it. And I was like, I am an adult now and I don't need a pro deal to buy what I want. And I'm lucky that I have a job where I can afford to do that every now and again, because I still do get a lot of gear sent to me less. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't need a brand to feel like they are associated with me and like embarrassed of that. Because the brands that I do work with love me as a human and mm -hmm. will support me whether I'm creating content or not creating content because that's what they're about and they care about the humans that they are affiliated with, not about some stupid ROI. Especially like I don't even post that many photos and I still sold a number of skis from people just DMing me on Instagram. So yeah, I mean, uh, anyway. I know you I know we have to go, Corey, but can I um, quickly just mention the movie I'm in? Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, I have a film coming out with 
Colleen Gentman, um, Zoya Lynch, and Nat Siegel. And it's about the original mountain name of Mount Begbie, um, a project I am very happy to be on. And I love them. They're all great content creators. Um, I'm so thankful for them. And I'm just saying this because previously when I was like, when I'm in a film that was at, like, no, 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 they like thought it out. They knew this was like my vibe. Like they chose me because I was passionate and Thank you, Zoya, Colleen, and Nat. Stoked for that. That'll be really cool. Yeah. I'm super I'm excited. excited. Yeah. I don't want to make you feel like we're cutting this short. At the beginning, we said we might have to do a mini series. <laughs> I'm like, quite honestly, this might end up still being two parts. Because yes. be really we're long almost long at two hours. hours. Man, yeah. The tea. So the tea. Chaos. The tea is alive. And I think there's so many other topics we could dive more into. So, yeah, you for know. sure. Um, you should let everyone know where they can find you. We will link your website, of course, and your Instagram in the show notes so that people can look at your art and buy your art and display your art and explain to people why the art is cool and why it's important, et cetera, mm. et cetera. Um, but, like, any other notes just like quickly like let people know sure. where they can find you um yeah you can find me at monster um on instagram and that's like my only form of social media right now and then i do want to give a shout out to coalition snow who i ski for and i want to give out a shout out to snow tips backtracks which is um, a rental company in town it's women-owned it's indigenous-owned and it's a small business and i love them and I also actually want to give a, a shout out to Travis Ryder, um, who is part of the, who is Stony Nakoda and is part of the Morley community and actually knows everything about the mountain names around this area. And he's a really cool person to follow if you live in the Bow Valley. Um, and then who else do I want to give a shout out to? My sponsor. I'm just kidding. I don't have sponsors. Sponsor me, actually. <laughs> Good. Oh my god! I just snorted. <laughs> I think I really heard that. I mean, you you got coalition, which is great because it's not fulsome. Ambassador. Ooh, yep. Yo. Yeah, I guess oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but honestly, fulsome. Uh, like they're doing better. I believe they are. Um, Sunshine Village, maybe. <laughs> we don't know. Um, I'm gonna stop mentioning them. Actually, I'm gonna get. I'm going to get like a smoothie thrown at me on the middle of the street or something. You know, I think after how they handled like employees through the pandemic and just a lot of things, like they probably have a bit of work to do on their overall. Only a little. Strategy. Oh, I'm absolutely going to be getting a DM about this one, but. That's okay. Slip, slap, slop and send it, my dudes. We're not whiskey big three anymore. <laughs> Once again, I'm an adult. I buy my own ski pass. Um, yeah, and if you guys are in You're the boat, like, let's go skiing or hiking or something. Yep, super freaking keen. Well, we live close to each other, Nahani. Yeah, you're in Calgary, hey? Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? Here. Is this? We can Instagram do better. <laughs> okay, sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on this. I think we definitely have to do like a part two. And I'm really excited to hear more about your top sheet graphic and everything that's happening, like with this movie coming out and 
yeah, I don't know. We love we love the tea, so we'll keep we'll keep love going. <laughs> um, have a good week, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Big Stick Energy.